My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Jeff Dolan. He's the CEO of Wave, a company that helps podcasters and audio creators turn their audio into video content. He's also the host of the Jeff Dolan Show and the Wave Podcast. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming on. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) Sorry, I got tongue-tied there for a second. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, your podcasts, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I got started in software, medical software sales and out of college, just really wanted to work for a a startup in an exciting field and knew that I needed sales experience uh, to run a company one day. Uh, And so I figured I'd do the hardest thing first and just go into sales. (laughs) And it was also 2002. So it was like, right after the dot-com crash uh, and the first, you know, big boom in 2000, and then it kind of crashed. And so it was a a time that uh, not a lot of my peers were getting jobs. They were going to the Peace Corps and volunteering or traveling around the world. They were all just kind of doing whatever. And so I jumped right into the corporate America doing sales. And as I, as I went along, like, blogging got really big and then podcasting got big in like 2006 to eight ish. Uh, so I started, you know, podcasting and doing things like that. And I was always into marketing and tech and web design and artistic endeavors. And so I kind of always had like the corporate side and the creative side. That was always my, my different uh, sides to, to what I was doing. And the corporate sales environment never really let me be creative. So I was always like the one asking, like, can I blog? Can I podcast? Can I do anything creative here? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and right then medical, the medical industry is very kind of, you know, professional stuffy. Like right. it's not, you know, we all want to wear suits and, look, you know, so, so being kind of the outcast creator, it was, it, it, it became over the years easier, uh, I think as, um, they embraced the creativity and the innovation a little more. Um, but in about 2018, I got a chance to leave that uh, industry and work um, for more smaller startup companies. And so one of those companies was called Pronto Tax School. And we created a podcast that uh, essentially walked through the nine steps of what we called the Pronto Path, which was if you're an independent tax professional and you want to know what the steps are of your career it it was really just gray and unknown so if you were like yeah i want to help people do their taxes or accounting or bookkeeping or anything like that it's a you're you're in a small business there is no roadmap right like if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor there's a very clear roadmap it's like you go to school you go to residency like there's all these things that are very clear in society of what you're supposed to do but when you're an entrepreneur or you're starting a small business, there's really nothing for you to support you. 
And so what we did with the podcast is we created a, a path that you can follow, right, as, as an entrepreneur, and uh, it really resonated with the independent in, uh, tax pros. And so they were able to really um, use that as their roadmap. And we found that at each step in the journey, uh, Pronto Tax School sells like um, education, right, and, and certifications for different uh, um, you know, talents or skills uh, that you want to um, gain as you go through your career. And so at each point in the journey, there were products and courses that we could sell, right? And so, and, or services, right? And so it became a very good platform to not only engage your customers, uh, but to attract new customers and also give them an idea of where they fit into their career and what tools and, and resources they need at that point. And so, uh, so that was a really good blueprint, uh, I think, for how a podcast can help you grow your business. And so Absolutely. I started that and then uh, I co-hosted it with the founder uh, of Pronto Tax School, Andy Fry. And then that was a really nice uh, success there, helped them grow his business uh, very well. And then uh, I got picked up by some of my friends that were watching that success and said, hey, uh, can you do something similar with our business, uh, help it grow? Uh, and it was a completely different business, software as a service, um, and it's called Wave. And so, like you said in the intro, we we help audio creators, podcasters turn their audio into video. So if you wanted to get social media content going, but you only create a podcast that's audio and you need all the visuals and you want to load it to YouTube or Instagram as a video with some visuals, uh, that's what we help you do. And when I got started as a CEO of Wave, there was a lot more uh, going on, a lot more moving pieces. So I'm a first time uh, CEO now. And it's interesting in today's environment, being a content creator, CEO, running a company, but then also saying, hey, do a blog, do a podcast, do a, you know, right, have social presence. And so I'm learning that. Uh, that balance. And so that's kind of where we are today. It sounds really cool. Though. It sounds like it's, it's fitting into all of the gaps that you felt like you had when you first started this journey, where it was like, okay, well, do I have space to be creative? And now you do just really I cool. Do. Yep. What I want to ask you, and I know that you ask other people on your show, this question, but I want to ask you this question, because I want to get your take. Do you think that content creation is just a new art form or marketing for something else? Yeah. Oh, you flipped it on me. I like that. <laughs> um, I think it's a new art form. I think, okay. I think all art, well, as a marketing guy, everything is marketing, right? Everything is safe. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's books, uh, Daniel Pink, you know, everything, everyone's a salesman, right? Everyone is selling something. Um, if you say like, oh, I, I see that flower, uh, it's a beautiful flower. It's like, well, that flower is not selling anything. It's like, it's selling the beauty of God, right? It's selling mm -hmm. the beauty of nature. It's selling, right? Beauty in general, right? And so I think everything is sending a message. And so I look at it, the new art form of, let's say like a TikTok, never before in history, have you been able to see a vertical short form video format with captions on it 
I mean, it just, it's a new thing, right? And so much like when Vine came out where all of a sudden all the creators were like, uh-oh, we only got six seconds. We got to create a clip in six seconds. Like it made a lot of really interesting, cool art that is different. There was no other like six second videos that people enjoyed before, right? It was just like, wow, like this is actually a new canvas. And with the limitations, I mean, look at Twitter, for instance, 140 characters, you got to come up with what, what are you going to say in 140 characters, right? When Twitter came out, they had that limit. So it was like, you really had to figure out what you were going to say to entertain, educate, inform, inspire in 140 characters. So these newer short form formats are really creating artists in and of themselves that are good in that art form. And then everyone else is scrambling to figure out, well, how do I back my longer form content into that? Right. It's like, even, even that's what Wave is helping people do, right? It's like, okay, I create a half an hour to an hour podcast. How do I find the key moments to clip, to put on these social short form content uh, platforms? And so, yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of a trick question. Um, I asked it, but I got all sorts of different answers, right? Like some people were mm -hmm. like, it's both, it's both, it's no, it's it's marketing or no, it's, it's art. Or, but I don't, I had very few people say it's just art. Most people were saying it was both uh, or, or it was just, you know, selling something else. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it's art. You know, I think you have to have a specific talent and skill to tell a story in that short a period of time. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I haven't fully made up my mind because that got me thinking when I saw that on your Instagram, I was like, hmm, that is an interesting question. I think that it is marketing. But I think you have to have art playing into it in order for it to be appealing. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. 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 I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, so in terms of wave, was this is this a business that you acquired? Is this how did how did you come into wave? That's what I would like yeah, to know. So and what about it appealed to you? Yeah, so it's a really cool story. So there were three founders in 2016 that created it after pivoting their business a few times. They they kind of stumbled onto it and it took off uh, really well, especially during the pandemic when everybody's at home and everyone was like, wait, wait a minute, I want to be a podcaster. I can do this, right? And so there was a huge spike in the interest curve on doing a podcast during the uh, pandemic. And so... Mm -hmm. I, I think it was 2021 um, is when my friends had always been kind of seeing my success and saying, hey, can you be the CEO of one of our companies that we acquire? And they, they work in private equity. And so they were, uh, I was working with them throughout the years on different projects and finally got to the point where they said, hey, um, there's a business we think is right up your alley. And if you want to run it, we'll, we'll buy it and you'll run it. <laughs> and I said, okay, make me an offer. And so they did. And uh, it was, it was a really cool uh, thing to be able to have, like you said, like that creative and business mix um, mm -hmm. and an opportunity to really uh, explore that uh, from just the shift from being just stuffy corporate, right. Over to, to a right. nice uh, balance of the two. So that's, that's how, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't start it. I didn't found it. Uh, I'm just running it right now. So. Mm -hmm. 
So since you are running it now, what is your focus going to be for this year for the company? Yeah, so there's really a lot of changes uh, happening in, in the industry. I mean, in the last couple of months, we saw ChatGPT come out, OpenAI. We have Google's new Bard uh, competitor to it. Uh, I've seen some early demos of it. It looks even more insane <laughs> of what it can do. And I think it caused a big uh, conversation in the industry, in the content creation industry, right? Uh, which is the industry we play in to help influencers and entrepreneurs and um, podcasters to uh, kind of grow their audience and influence. Well, if you're creating content and now you have this AI that can basically take your likeness, your voice, create, you know, text documents, the next version of this thing is going to be video, which I'm starting to see the, the first signs of this stuff. And it's insane mm -hmm. where it's like you type in some text and it just creates a video for you out of thin air of like, I want a big bear walking around in the forest. And it just, boop, there's a bear walking around the forest. And you're like, I want it to be green. And it's like, boop, there's a green one. Okay. I want it to throw a paper airplane. Boop, there it goes. And you're just like, what? <laughs> I mean, that is insane to me. It's, it's absolutely game changing. It's a, I've said this many times, but it's as big as the internet. It's as big as crypto. It's as big as anything. It's a game changer. And so in the, in the light of all that, I think the content creators are going, uh-oh, what does this mean for me? Because I'm spending hours creating this stuff, right? And the artists are having a tough time, right? The, the galleries are getting flooded with all this art, quote unquote, that a computer generated when the humans are taking way longer to make it. And they're like, well, how do we determine what's what? Do we accept this as art or not? Or what do we do with this? And so... If you think about on the business side, something called search engine optimization, you are looking at, okay, I create content, I make it searchable so people can find it and then they find my business and they find that I can help them. Okay, great. Well, what happens when the search engine just gives the, the information right there? So if you're using chat GBT and you just ask it a question, it gives you the, the paragraph right there. There's no links, there's no credit, right? It's just, there it is. Like you have it. Write me a paper for my school project. Boom. The teachers are petrified, right? They're banning it. They're like, no, this is ruining. How are the they, they, they can ban it all they want, but how are they supposed to know if the kid wrote it or if ChatGPT wrote it? Ah, they created a checker that's that they run it through that says whether an AI made it or not. So there's a percentage now confidence checker that'll say this was 80% chat GBT or hundred percent, or, you know, they edited it, or maybe it's only 70%, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's going to get really hard. So that was kind of a monkey wrench, right? Because I thought, mm -hmm. I think humans think linear, linearly, and we think very like, progressive in a line, right? Like this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. Well, we're hitting an exponential curve where our minds can't comprehend how fast this thing's going to, going to go. And so when you go exponential, you go from text to images, to video, right. To then you put that AI into a, a humanoid robot and it can talk to you and walk around and do your dishes and like stuff, stuff can go exponential real fast. Right. It's so 
scary news <laughs> that Elon Musk released it, open open sourced it because he's like, this is as powerful as the atomic bomb. Every company should have this. Every country should have this. No, nobody should have complete control of this thing, right? Because if it goes right. rogue, like it, it's it's very dangerous. And so it's super powerful. And so, you know, I think we're considering, and as as are a lot of other CEOs, how do we incorporate this technology into what we're doing? How does it help? Uh, specifically, I'm asking questions like, how does it help our creators uh, to create more content, better content, uh, faster, uh, easier? And then the big word is simple. Uh, so I'm asking the question, how do I make our software more um you know, simpler to use, simpler to mm-hmm. um, have as a part of their workflow, because there's so much complexity happening now that you're, as an artist, you're kind of fighting the overwhelm of all the things, that, <laughs> all of the things, you know, like that you have to do. So I think where I want to take Wave is to make a very simple, easy to use platform that helps them market their audio. And so the ability to, you know, load an audio, uh, whether it's your Zoom call, your podcast, your music, uh, your meeting, have it transcribe it, have it, have you be able to create blog posts, Twitter threads, LinkedIn posts uh, to be able to, um, you know, edit that into whatever text you want and then be able to clip out audio and create video from that. Uh, quote cards. That's kind of where we're going. Just just creating more content more easily off of your single audio file that you load um, to be able to get your message out there easier. So that's kind of what so we're this this software is it is it like an individual kind of thing where you go individually and you help them navigate it, you help you walk them through the whole process, or is this something where you know? They can just kind of go on your website and sign up and then they can go and upload the stuff on their own. Yeah, it's totally self-service. They can they can okay. go on there and just do it on themselves. And it's it's built for the the small teams or the solo creator, right? Um, we do have agencies that use it uh, for creating content for their podcasters and things like that. Um, but a lot of our customer base is, you know, the solo creator that's a podcaster that's trying to market as a one person uh, team. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's not trying, we're not trying to compete with, you know, Adobe or any of the bigger, like more advanced tools. This is just trying to create it. So it's simple, fast, easy, um, you know. For the average person to use. Yeah, yeah. And and even we have a lot of authors that are uh, like audiobook authors where they're, they're, not tech savvy. They don't want to learn how to edit. They don't want to learn all these complex tools. Uh, they just want to be able to get their audiobook, you know, have some clips that they can share. Right. And it's very yeah. simple use case. It's not like you're going to spend hours on end learning, you know, Adobe Premiere or GarageBand or something, right? Like you're not going to learn all these complex tools just to be able to market your, your audiobook. Absolutely. That's a really quite, what are the if you don't mind me asking, what are, what's the cost for that kind of service? Yeah, so it's anywhere from like $10 up to $50 a month, depending mm-hmm. on how, how you want to use it. Um, and so we're, we're toying with the new solution that we're about to roll out is full transcription of your audio. And what's exciting about that is the AI and the tools are, are so advanced now that we can 
put um, punctuation on it, paragraphs on it, and separate out speakers. So it saves a ton of time. I'm Whereas sure. traditionally it transcribes it and there's no punctuation. It's all one big paragraph. You don't know who's saying what, and it's just hard, right? It's just a lot of hours of like fixing stuff. And so we're about to roll out this new solution. That's going to be really cool, really big time saver. And um, yeah, so we're, we're just trying to make it easy for people to generate content. Um, but we're toying with the idea when we roll out that new solution of having it be just one flat price, like unlimited, yeah. right? It's like 15, 20 bucks a month unlimited. <laughs> what are this, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're anticipating this year as you're, you know, kind of you're rolling out all these different services and ideas and you're adapting to AI and new technology coming out? What are some of the biggest challenges like i said that you're anticipating yeah i think just the distraction in the market right like there's so many things going on that i think it's hard now all the traditional mark digital marketing uh methods and strategies are shifting and changing it used to be where you could pay ads right like paid ads and just drive people to offers and you can still do that today but it's a lot more expensive and it's harder to to get the right people to pay attention. And so, you know, people are not trusting the media, they're turning off TV, they're tuning into what they're tuning into. The younger generation, the Mr. Beasts of the world are more popular than like the Tom Cruises of the world, right? Like <laughs> it's it's just I mean, even like earlier on the like when when we first got on, we were talking about surfing and it was like there were surfers that you didn't know, right? Yeah. And and that's not a knock on you. That's just the society we're in now. It's very interesting mm -hmm. that your niche uh, is, is your niche and you know about it. And a lot of other people don't. And that's cool, right? There's like, I mean, I was talking to a gamer the other day and they were rattling off all sorts of games. And I was like, I have no idea oh, yeah. what games you're talking about. <laughs> Like the crypt, I mean, there's like the crypto games, the the earn right. play, and then there's like all these like Twitch games, and like, <laughs> just like whoa, whole nother world, right? And they're like, there's so you many. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many little worlds that are all like so niche that you could learn about, that you could get into. So many opportunities everywhere. Yes, absolutely. I so, apologize so I think that's for not knowing challenge. the surfer. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's a major challenge, right? It's like. It's, it's easier than ever to like get your message out, but it's harder than ever to like grow that. And so I think mm -hmm. the, the growing part is finding those niches and getting those people to know who you are and then saying, hey, come over here, right? And yeah. so that's both expensive in money and time. And so the, the new strategies of content creation involve a lot of of, of doing that, right? Like creating content that's going to attract. And that's why platforms like TikTok and LinkedIn, where they're still giving you organic reach are so important because without spending money, you can put content on there that attracts the right kind of people and gets them to pay attention to what you're talking about, right? And so, right. whereas if you're trying to play on Instagram or Facebook or any of these other platforms, it's pay to play, meaning you have to know, all right, I'm trying to get this one you know, gamer and I got to pay a lot of money to put an ad in front of them. 
Right. So I think, so that's the number one challenge is just like fighting the, the distracted marketplace and breaking through the noise. Um, and then I would say like just, you know, managing capital, right? Like managing resources and capital in the right ways to be able to optimize um, what you're building, what you're, what you're focused on. I think a lot of companies are going to face a, a lot of the, you know, the recessionary effects of what's happening in the market as people hear those things you know, they hear, oh my gosh, egg prices are going up, you know, like um, my house price might be going down, like my, the value, like all the things that they're hearing causes a chilling effect in purchasing, right? So it's, right. it's one of those things where um, people will cut back uh, on uh, discretionary spending. They'll, they'll be smarter budgeting. They'll save maybe. So there's things like that, that uh, all businesses are going to have to think about right now uh, to be smart uh, financially. So I think that's another big challenge. Um, those are the two big ones, I would say, for this year anyway. Mm -hmm. I want to hear more about your podcasts. I know you've got two going on right now. Do you want to just, because we are slowly running out of time and I want to make sure we do, we do shine a light on those as well. What are the main topics that you cover in each of the two shows? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I like time just went by like super fast, like COVID <laughs> and then just like like years just like went by. <laughs> I, don't yeah, know I know. I think, you know, probably more people have that same feeling. But uh, yeah, like I was doing my uh, my Jeff Dolan show, uh, it was originally called the Dolan Diaries, and it was about my journey as a filmmaker, uh, doing my first uh, sci-fi short film. And I was in Nashville, and I was um, building this filmmaking community. It was super cool, a bunch of artists getting together, making all these films. And I tackled uh, writing and directing a, a science fiction short film as my first, you know, filmmaking debut and it went really well I had a lot of fun and the podcast was just kind of documenting that and, and my journey and what I'm learning and thoughts um, and occasionally I'd interview people but it's mostly just a solo show and then uh, I started interviewing people and friends and uh, COVID happened and I literally just did not I did the opposite of what everyone did <laughs> everyone was like sweet we're at home let's all make podcasts and I was like I, I did not <laughs> so I, I'm sitting on like all these interviews that I have not released yet so one of my goals this year is to like go edit those and get those out mm -hmm. um and so yeah that's that's one of the my personal kind of creative podcast and then the uh the wave podcast is basically just um right now a mix of um, interviews and then the audio versions of the blogs that I write for the, the wave blog. So mm -hmm. tips, tricks, how to grow your podcast, how to grow uh, your content creation, all of those kind of, you know, user generated content, influencer marketing, uh, all those topics is what we cover on the wave blog and the wave podcast. So those are kind of like uh, the same content. Uh, and then I hope to interview more uh, CEOs and leaders in the podcasting world and audio world uh, as part of that as well. Mm -hmm. Now, without, without calling you out or discrediting you, as somebody who helps people grow their podcasts, what are some challenges that you personally have faced when it comes to growing your own podcast? Because, you know, it's, it's really easy to help other people do it, but it's harder to do it for yourself. Have you had similar experiences? What are your, what are your thoughts? 
100%. I think the challenge is that we, most of us know what we're supposed to do, but that doesn't mean we do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the difference between like uh, something that's simple doesn't mean it's easy. And so it's like, well, you know, if you, if you want to get in shape, you have to work out. And it's like, well, I know that. But am I getting up every day and working out and running and eating well? Well, maybe not. So it's like, I think a lot of us know the things. And so what is interesting to me, uh, and and I'll give you an example, the entire self-help industry, if it really worked, it would put itself out of business, right? Because they would write all the books, create all the videos, create all the courses. Everyone would just take those and be better and be good, (laughs) But that's not reality, right? Like that doesn't, right. that's not how it works. And so what's cool for the content creation side and the influencer side is we as humans just need encouragement and reminders and inspiration of what we already know, basically. I mean, there's, you know, if you obviously are young and you don't know a lot of things in the world, then you can learn them. You can go on YouTube, you can ask friends, you can buy courses. I mean, you can listen to podcasts, re- read books, but at some point, you kind of know like, okay, I need a mic. I need, you know, good lighting. I need, right. Like, you know, the basic things you need to do. And then you get to choose what personality do I want to learn from? What program do I want to walk through? Which one speaks to me as a creator? Which one is on my pace? Which one is uh, rolling in the community I want to roll with? So you get to choose that as the person. And so I see myself as kind of that encouraging uh, voice that just says, Hey, you know, we're, we're in this together. Like I'm also trying to do what I'm saying. (laughs) I haven't got it all figured out. Like I'm not some big guru. That's like, Hey, come up to the high tower and watch how I do it. Uh, Now that doesn't mean I don't try to follow what I'm sharing, but it, it is, it is hard, right? Like to run a business and do all the things and everyone else has their difficulties too. Right. Like we have some clients, they're, they're single moms. They got five kids. They've got an elderly parent they're taking care of. They, their wife died. They, um, one, of, one of our WAVE clients, uh, I, I was talking to him on the phone and he wanted to create a WAVE for his mom uh, for her eulogy. And it was like this very touching, moving uh, talk that he gave and he made a video of it and played it at her funeral. And so, um, you know, it's just things like that where we're all on our own journey and we all have our own struggles and uh, no one's perfect. And so, yeah, I just, I view myself as just trying to encourage people uh, in that, in, in the content I, I create, I want people to be uh, inspired. And and if they resonate with what I'm saying, then, then great. But yeah, I don't, I don't claim to have it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that you do, but a lot of times people who help others build podcasts and get their podcasts off of the ground oftentimes need to sit back and also be listening to what they're teaching and they usually have pretty good perspectives so yeah I I definitely try to follow it I I try yeah (laughs) sometimes it's easier said than done though like I said I mean I've I've interviewed people who are CEOs of marketing companies and they are terrible at marketing their own marketing company but they're doing great at marketing their customers companies so it's that that is a it's, challenge for sure. It is like, a challenge. I, I kind of, I, I empathize with that for sure. Yeah. Because you're, 
there's that old story about the the cobbler's son or the whatever not the cobbler what, what's the the shoemaker's son uh you i'm butchering the story but basically like <laughs> the shoemaker makes shoes for other people but then his children don't have shoes or they have ratty shoes that are need fixing right and it's like well i've paying customers let me take care of them but i'm not gonna spend the time yet because i'm going to take care of my kids later and then you never get around to it and then when you get called out it's like yeah look at your kids shoes like they look like a wreck and you're supposed to be the the shoe guy in town like come on now (laughs) but it really is there's something to that it's very it's very strange because i think we we yeah we a lot of times we're we're in such servant mode or or we just don't want to put ourselves first i don't know what that is that's very it's interesting it is interesting. It is interesting, but you know what? It's it's something that a lot of other entrepreneurs struggle with too. So, well, maybe that's alone, the difference right? between like a six figure earner and a nine figure earner. <laughs> when you, Honestly, when you put your, probably when you put yourself first. Okay, now you're starting to grow now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm take notes. The secret right, to scaling: that- put yourself, put your, put your own oxygen mask on first, and then take care of other people. It all starts with you. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. If anybody's looking to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to find you? Um, they can go to Jeff Dolan, D-O-L-A-N.com or wave.co. And that's two V's in wave. So W-A-V-V-E dot C-O. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.